0: Imagine you decided that you were going to dedicate yourself to becoming, I don't know, a typist. So you spend years of your life training yourself to become the perfect typist. Once you finally become satisfied with your skill set, you decide it's time to go out and look for a job. However, once you look at the job catalog, the only jobs you can see are for a new job, a keyboardist. Suddenly, typewriters have gone obsolete. The skills you've developed are no longer operable in this new environment. This scenario is a mere reflection of the plight of the human body. My name is Christian Harrison of Harrison Fitness and my topic of discussion today is about the malfunction of our environment. Similar to your failed typewriting escapade, the human body spent centuries evolving to match the environment we lived in. Our bodies successfully learned to partition energy to specific parts of the body every time we ate. They created a storage system so even if we failed to catch food one day, it was okay because the stored energy from the last meal you ate could cover for you until you caught your next meal. Our brains even developed the ability to produce chemicals that reward us every time we ate something, so we would be motivated to move and catch our next meal. Everything was perfect. Then came modern agricultural advancements, the beginning of the end. Now don't get me wrong, there's nothing inherently wrong with the intention with wanting to make food more easily accessible to everybody. But with every beneficiary comes a consequence. Before agriculture, food wasn't something you could walk to the market for. Back then, when it was time to eat, it meant picking up a spear and charging at an animal. It meant picking up your woven basket and looking for nuts and berries, and making sure they were edible. Whatever nature or luck had in store for you was what you were going to get. Obviously, food wasn't just lined up in rows ready for you to pick up, Pair this with having to fight other animals for the food and you have the recipe for low food availability. But it was fine. Your emergency storage could keep you covered until your next meal. How do you turn this into a disaster? Easy! Create grocery stores, liquor stores, restaurants, and food trucks. So what's the problem with that? Well, you've taken away the whole purpose of us having body fat. Our bodies are hardwired to burn its body fat for situations of low food availability, meaning. Living a life where food is always available means living a life where you never need to burn body fat. Because of this, most people in the developed world end up getting stuck in a cycle of weight gain with no opportunity or physiological reasoning to lose weight. But wait, there's more. You can't properly put the final nail in the coffin without messing with the food itself. As I mentioned earlier, our brains produce chemicals, for example, dopamine, to encourage us to eat again. If we aren't motivated to eat, we won't. If we don't eat, we die. So we need these chemicals. But what if these reward chemicals are stimulated too much and too often? Well, then you have addiction. You just can't stop thinking about the absolute bliss you felt after taking something, right? So you take another hit, just because it's available. Then five minutes later, the whole thing is gone. Soon you find yourself heading to wherever you need to go to get your next fix. Years later, you're suddenly reliant on that thing because that reward it gives you becomes your life force. Nothing in your life can give you that same sense of euphoria. Sounds like I was talking about drugs, right? But in actuality, I was talking about the innocent box of cookies laying on your kitchen counter. Truth be told, additives like sugar actually stimulate your brain to the same degree as drugs like cocaine would. But why would the food industry tell you that? They're depending on you to get hooked so they can see you buying their goods again. A mechanism that was made to ensure our prosperity has been turned against us for the sake of a few bucks. And of course, we've attempted to create diets in order to combat these issues. However, they almost never tap into the skill set our bodies have already developed. Restricting calories, liquid diets, protein shakes, juice detoxes, vegan alternatives, eating small meals throughout the day. All these diets do nothing for 99% of people because they share no similarities with the eating habits we had when metabolic disease was practically non-existent. Moral of the story is, nature remains the same, and our bodies remain the same too. The only thing that's changed is our environment. The problems we face today are not a malfunction of our bodies, but a malfunction of our environment. Thank you for listening, and I hope you learned something new today.